Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. Shout out once again, of course, we honor Dr. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown, true generals in the body of Christ that have taken a stand for the church's freedom, but even for unbelievers' freedom. And people, some people don't even understand the price that they paid, the things that are said, but they stood strong. And so we salute them. We thank you. They are generals. They brought a mantle of joy into this generation. They have seen millions of people saved, and we salute them and thank God for them. Amen? Amen. All right, you can have a seat. I just want to say it's been a high honor for us and the team. Thank you to all River Claremont people that have come out. You guys are awesome driving that whole distance. Our worship team, such a blessing to have them, my wife. But I've had a great time with you all. Who has been with me all three nights? You guys are special. Man, I pray that the Lord would bless you with a donut for your faithfulness. Amen. Shakataka. How do you know the Lord is good? Every time you eat a steak, you know that the Lord is good. Amen. Think about it. I mean, he could have he could have made eating painful but also necessary for you to sustain life, but that's not our God. Everything that sustains and multiplies life, our God made very enjoyable. Isn't that awesome? I'm so grateful God is who He is. He can be whatever He wants, and He chose to love us and be gracious and spectacular. Amen? Amen. All right, who in here feels like America is looking like she needs a miracle more than ever? (laughs) Hey, good news, though. At least our president is actually speaking in tongues publicly now. (laughs) Oh, he went there. (laughs) It's my last night. Who knows? I may be in trouble before the end of the night. But you might as well take every opportunity you get. They gave me a microphone. We'll see what happens. Shling and ring and ring along. Oh, it's been a crazy run. It has been a crazy run. It is at the point that if you do not develop a good sense of humor, you're going to have a painful season of life. Learn to laugh. Amen. You laugh like this. Ha ha ha. He he he. Ho ho ho. All right. Well, let's see what the Lord has in store for us tonight. I want to preach a message. I want to encourage everybody first and foremost that I do strongly feel that it's, it's almost undeniable that things get weird in the world and intense and dark in the world. And, there's the, the, and that's really the counterculture of the purity of God's move, which is exploding with supernatural healing and miracles. And I really, 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 really know that it is happening because it's already happening God is just healing people while you worship. Amen. It's not like somebody's got a healing ministry and they're calling things out and thank God for those people. But I'm talking like atmospheres are just so charged with the glory of God. People are accidentally getting healed. Amen. It's where it would be harder not to be healed than it would to be healed. You have to have greater faith to stay sick than to get a miracle. And we're in the midst of that. Like it's not coming We are in it right now. God is literally doing explosive things across the nations of the world and in America and in Claremont, Florida. Amen. All the way in the city of champions of Claremont. But I feel to encourage you. I feel that people need to grab this. 
that this is the church's finest hour. I mean, this is what we have prayed for, studied for, fasted for, for those of you that like to fast. I mean, I, I, I encourage you every time you fast, take a couple extra days and fast for me. That way I don't have to. That's why the body is so important that we all work together. Amen? No. Every time you fast, it's like every time you feel the Lord tells you to fast, that's always the week someone comes to you and is like, I just feel I want to bless you with a filet mignon. And then the next day, lobster. And the next day, and you're like, no, I'm staying strong. I'm, I'm keeping the fast going. And uh, it is what it is. I guess the Lord likes to tempt you. But I believe it's the church's finest hour. Mark 5, 36 says, Jesus refused to listen to what they were told and said to the Jewish official, don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep on believing. This aged very well. Nobody tweets like Jesus tweets. Amen? Come on. Don't yield to fear. Fear is like, it's, it's everywhere right now. It's actually in the body of Christ right now. People are losing their cool because they're looking at what is happening and they're feeling like there's no hope left you know, America is, is over with or whatever. There's people, patriots worried. Everything's looking intense right now. I mean, when you're looking at Dr. Seuss being a threat, bro, we have hit another level in this generation. You know, whole kids are not going to know the places that they can go now. They're not going to know about Mulberry Street. This is sad. Somebody needs to do something. But it's wild what's happening. You got Dr. Seuss's hate speech, but then the junk that they pump out with rappers and stuff that is totally perverse, sick to the core, is somehow another okay. It is what the Bible says that they will begin to call, you know, evil good. I mean, we're, we're witnessing it right now. And you have to choose to be a blind spiritual person to not see what's happening. And people are choosing that because they don't want to wake up to what is happening. They would rather stay in their little bubble because then they don't have to deal with the matter of what's going on in the nation. And think about this. If you did not have the Spirit of God on the inside of you, where would you draw hope right now? Amen? I mean, I'm just telling you right now, I, there's like regularly, I'm like, man, I am so grateful that I know the Lord. I'm so grateful that I have a revelation that this, this world is not my home. Right? I mean, you can do whatever you want to me on this earth, but I got a newsflash. If God doesn't want me to die on this earth, you can shoot me. You can, you can drop a nuclear bomb on me. And if God says it ain't my time, I'll still be standing, baby, with my space hippies on. Right? Grab that revelation. They could put you in front of a firing squad, but if God says now's not your time, they could fire a million bullets and you'd still be sitting there saying, or whatever you do. Maybe, hopefully you do something better than that. Because this earth is not our home. We're passing through it. But while we're here, we have been infused with a glorious supernatural power and authority to change people's hearts. It's always been about that. God has always been passionate about saving people. But think even about Jesus. Jesus was perfect in every way. He was awesome. He was wonderful. He was loving. He was powerful. Everywhere he went, miracles bust up. And he came to set people free. But the same people he came to set free crucified him because they did not understand who Jesus actually was. And right now, it's so important for the church 
to realize you have got to stay full of the Holy Ghost so that you stay full of love. Right? How many been here? You've been picked on. You've been made fun of. Oh, you're one of those Holy Ghost people? Come on, raise your hand at me. You ever endured that before? Yeah, they call you everything. You're, you're full of the devil, just like they said Jesus. You're endangering lives. You don't care about people. You're wild. You're a cult. You're demonic. Man, I've heard it all. You're not a pastor. You're not an apostle. You're not a preacher. You're not a this. You're not a that. I, okay, whatever. We endure that, and it's easy for us to actually get a wall built up where because we've had so much thrown at us that we start to respond from a bitter place. Shake that off. Choose right now. You will not be a person that is muddied up by the opinions of this world. There is a purity in you that was put there from your Father in heaven. You can endure anything and still respond with absolute love because love from God does not have a limit. Amen? You're going to love fiercely, powerfully, wonderfully, and you're going to set people free. And if you believe it, say amen. Come on, somebody. I believe this is the church's finest hour. And so Luke twenty two thirty one 31 says, Peter, my dear friend, and I think Pastor Roddy's even spoke on this. Jesus says, Peter, my dear friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Satan has obtained permission to come and sift you all like wheat and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this, after you've turned back to me and have been restored, make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brothers. What's been happening, I would say, stronger than ever right now, is a sifting in the body of Christ. People are having to make a decision more than ever. Am I going all the way with God? Am I fully persuaded and, and, and selling out to this? And that's why I pro spoke last night about you're not going to quit. It's going through people's minds. There's all sorts of stuff. Do I quit? Do I keep running? Do I go after God? What is, what is really happening? Let me tell you, you know the truth. The truth is God has a plan. And it is greater than the plan of the enemy. And it is a plan to shake America and every nation of this earth with a supernatural, powerful gospel that sets people free. And you are a part of that. And if you believe it, say amen. You are a part of it. Every one of you are a part of it. Everybody watching out there. You have a great opportunity in front of you to be used by God now greater than probably I've ever felt in my entire life. And what I can just tell you, I want to give a shout out to the Lord because, I mean, what I'm seeing happen is blowing my mind. The favor that God has released on the church right now, you can't even begin to comprehend it. I mean, it's like next level favor. God is beginning to change things that have been held off for generations. Now that this crazy stuff's happening simultaneously, the Lord is linking people passionate in politics, passionate in government with an anointing to break things with the church and the gospel and the government's coming together. And it's like a supernatural thing where, where favor's breaking loose in a local level. I'm telling you, cities are going to be turned upside down. Miracles are going to pop like we've never seen before. We're right in the middle of it. We're, we're a part of it. It's the most exciting time you have ever lived. If you ain't waking up every day and pinching yourself when you look in the mirror, you ain't living right, baby. Newsflash. Things are good now for a believer, but they're about to get even better. It's about to get so good. You are going to be very glad that you know Jesus. Amen? Come on. You're going to be so glad you're on the winning team. 
we're all going to be like a Buccaneer player thankful that we got Tom Brady. Right? Because we have the real goat. His name is Jesus. He's the greatest of all time. Do you believe it? Shout amen. Man, I, I love the Lord. I'm so grateful for what is happening right now. And I just am telling you, man, do not let hope be drained from you. Anything that looks weird in the natural, you just bind it. You just pray. You use the anointing on your life. You keep moving forward. You don't underestimate how powerful it is to preach the gospel and set people free. And you realize that God is doing excellent things and amazing things every single day. And we're just right smack dab in the middle of it. So I say to the enemy, bring your best, buddy, because you're going to find a group of people here in Tampa, Florida, that we ain't caving to nothing. You can huff, you can puff, but this little piggy built his house on the rock. Come on, so am I talking to anybody tonight? You've been sifted, bro. You've been through everything that you can go through. It's hit you physically. It's hit you mentally. It's hit you emotionally, financially. And you're still here tonight saying, God is enough. He's more than enough. Oh, I used to think I had faith, but now it's been tried. And I know I have faith to believe that no matter what is thrown at me, you can't break me. And it's not because I'm great. It's because I died to me and Jesus lives in me. And he's the one that empowers me every day to get up and look this world in the eye and say, you can't do anything to stop this wave of the Holy Ghost. It's bigger than you've ever read before. It's mightier than you've ever thought it was. You release a virus. He's releasing a million resurrections a day, baby. You want a number that's growing every day? Let's talk about people being supernaturally healed. Because we're right in it. We actually should start that website where people can, can actually go online and, and, and give a little number every time somebody gets miraculously healed by Jesus. And I promise you, any number the world comes up of, of death and destruction, God is 10 times greater all the way. It's incredible what's happening right now. And if you're watching at home, I pray the anointing shakes you. And if you're sick, I pray that that thing is driven from you. But I'm telling you, it is not a time to fear anything. Forget fear. You don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear the government. You don't have to fear an injection. You don't have to fear nothing because there's nothing that can stop the move of God right now. We are the mightiest force on the planet. We're the most financially prosperous force on the planet. The church, people don't even understand this. We're the wealthiest, strongest, most united, fearless, unbelievable force on the planet. We speak every tongue. We are united by the Spirit of God. We know what's going on. We're awake. We ain't stupid. And we are not afraid of anything because we have Christ on the inside of us. And we will come like a flood. If that's you, shout amen. I just think it's important for you to understand that I think the body of Christ should not be in defense mode. When I traveled, I began to, my wife and I began to comment about this. We would see churches that would start out in faith. I mean, they got faith, they're building, they're going. And somewhere along the way, they would shift into this mindset of fear, protecting what we've got. Bro, risk it all. Every day, risk it all. Because every day, he will supply more than enough. You don't have to be afraid of anything. Do not yield to fear. Fear was released. 
but fear is dealt with by the body of Christ. He does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. And if that's you, say amen. amen. So Second Thessalonians, I want to get scriptural for a bit. It says, don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Now, in the midst of this, I've been amazed at all the Old Testament prophets that are going to Facebook right now and prophesying doom and gloom all the stinking time. I mean, they came from nowhere. They had a dream. Listen to my dream. America's going to fall. Thousands of people given to them. These people are yahoos, okay? That is not what I believe is happening right now. If God wanted to eradicate America, we would just no longer be. But I prophesy that America is not Sodom and Gomorrah, but she is Nineveh. And she will turn around because the gospel will be preached. Because the prophets, the true prophets, are arising. And they are carrying with them supernatural authority to shatter every yoke of bondage and every chain. And if that's you, say amen. amen. I felt that one right there. We ain't going down. We going up in the glory. And so it says, don't be easily shaken by these people that say it. Don't believe them even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision or a revelation or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Now I want to talk about this. Because it does seem like it's getting pretty close to the end. <laughs> anybody, anybody sometimes, you're like, bro, I don't even know if I should invest in a 401k because I'm pretty sure it's not going to get that, you know, I'm not getting there right now. Just, I'm going on vacation every other week and I'm going to spend all my money because I think Jesus is coming back next year. <laughs> I'm the only one. Okay, the rest of you, grab it later, baby. Live like today is your last day because he will come soon. And when he comes, you want to have lived everything that you can here on the earth. Well, let me tell you, I actually had this conversation with, with some people in our church. I'm like, I, I am excited about heaven. I really am. I've had glimpses. I mean, I've had moments in the glory of God that it's like so unbelievable. You're like, he's better than you could ever imagine. But then simultaneously, I have a flesh, I have a wife, I have kids, and, you know, there's places that I want to see on this earth. So it's like you've got this dual thing. Am I talking to anybody right now? All right, we're going to get real tonight. We, the real reality is in every one of us, we're like, praise God, you can shoot me, I'm going to heaven, but I don't want to die. Because <laughs> I still want to see Fiji and Tahiti, and I want to go to Japan and get some real sushi. Come on, you know what I'm saying? I want to do these things, God. And so, if it be thy will, you can take me home. But if it also be your will, could you hold off and let my children grow up so that I can have grandchildren? Because at the same time, you're thinking, one generation, he will return for. And it'll be cut off in the blink of an eye. But you also think, man, is that my generation? I mean, is anybody feeling this right now? Like, it is never, we have never been closer to eternity than right now. So you better get rid of sin. It's not a time to see how much hell you can get away with. You can't get away with any hell. Leave hell outside your door. Embrace heaven. Pray in tongues. Read the word. Stir yourself up. Love Jesus. Preach the gospel. Give to the poor. Get radical. And realize that at any moment you could go home. We're there. It's quiet on this field tonight, but that's okay. I get it. It's that awkwardness. You're like, I want both. But you can't always know. We don't know when Jesus is going to return. 
It's looking pretty dark in some circles, but simultaneously it's looking pretty bright. But the Bible's here, Paul says that the man of lawlessness, the great rebellion against God, the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself, defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. You cracking at my voice? You laughing at my voice? My voice cracked. I'm sorry, guys. I've been going through hormonal changes, becoming a man. It's that time, it's that time for me. Jesus says no. <laughs> I cracked myself up. <laughs> What's that? My monthly. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been a bad it's been a bad week for me. No. <laughs> this this man of lawlessness will sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. He <laughs> says, "Don't you remember that I told you all this when I was with you? And you know what is holding them back." He cannot be revealed until his time comes. This lawless one is already at work secretly, but he will remain secret until the one who is holding him back steps out of the way. The one who's holding back the Antichrist is the church of Jesus Christ. You have authority. Do you believe it? Say amen. amen. You have authority. i tell you a crazy story, okay? I wasn't planning on telling you this story, but I don't know. I'll flow with the Holy Ghost. So I get saved in Nashville, and I told you the story about the, the, the building got cold on Wednesday night and all this stuff. Well, I work for a, a, a building company, and we're at this place in downtown Nashville. It's like a three-story building, and the building is like freezing cold in the middle of the summertime in Tennessee. And I remember walking in there, you just felt creepy. It felt creepy, you know what I'm saying? Like something ain't right up in here. And um, my boss was scared to be in there. And the drywall guys trying to get the mud to dry. We had heaters going in the middle of summertime on the walls in this building in Nashville trying to dry the drywall mud. Now, something's not right here. And so my boss was like, I got to go down to another job site. And everybody else leaves. And so here I am alone in this creepy house. And like, I was like, I don't, I, I don't like this right now. So I went to the CD player, and we had a CD from Morningstar Worship called Spiritual Warfare. I was like, this baby sounds like she's legit, you know? So I put it on, and I closed the CD player, and I pressed play, and, like, the CD player starts wigging out. It's, like, flashing weird signs at me, and it wouldn't play the CD. And so I pressed stop, and the, and the drywall guy had ACDC there, and I turned on the ACDC, and I pressed play, and Hell's Bells started blaring out of the CD player. Now I'm like, this ain't right at all. You know what I'm saying? And so I'll just awaken to you that we're in a spiritual battle, okay? Forget what the mainstream media is saying. We're in a spiritual battle. And newsflash, as a born-again believer, blood-bought full of the Holy Ghost, you dominate the enemy every time you stand up. It's not even an option. Jesus said, it is finished. What is finished? The fight is finished. For the children of God, it is finished. He is crushed beneath your feet. Amen. You believe it? Shout amen. amen. So now I pray in tongues. When all else fails, pray in tongues. You should be praying in tongues all the time. I've been listening to a lot of African worshipers lately because American worshipers, I thank God for them. They're great. They got good lyrics. But American worshipers are all about sounding good. And Africans are like, like, right, you can't even sing their songs. 
because it's not really like even words, you know. Hey, Baba Dada Baba Dada, are you praying the Holy Ghost? It's like what I infuse my. If you wonder what is Pastor Caleb doing right now, most likely I'm in a room somewhere listening to some African being like, <laughs> plus the way they sound sounds cooler than Americans. Amen. Let's just be honest. It's the accent. We all know that Africans are really powerful just because of the way they talk. But I was, I was praying in tongues and I put the CD player back in and I pressed play and it started to play after I prayed in tongues. This is, I didn't have any rule book for this. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just a young believer. I was roughly saved, a few months saved. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, just go through the place, lay hands on the walls, and sing in the Spirit. So I'm running, three-story building, running through every room, singing in the Spirit, laughing, just praising the Lord. And as I'm doing it, the temperature begins to rise in this building. I'm telling you, like, supernaturally rise in this building. And, like, it's breaking. You can feel it breaking. The whole place is changing. It's like you feel the atmosphere lifting, and it's breaking off of this place. Incredible what happens. And to the point where by the time my boss gets back, the whole building, we had to turn the air conditioner in now, shut the heaters off, close the doors, and it felt like a just peaceful home. He said, what did you do in here? And I was kind of embarrassed. I didn't know how to tell him. I'm like, I just, you know, sang in the spirit. He was a believer, and I laid hands on the wall. And he was like, bro, it worked. <laughs> what we didn't know, listen, this is what he tells me. He says, you weren't here when we first came to this job site. When we came to this job site, on the second floor, we found a secret room. In the secret room was more tapes of pornography that filled a construction dumpster. Guys, it's a spiritual fight we're in. And you are well equipped to defeat the devil at every single encounter if you would keep yourself filled up with the Holy Ghost and realize there is nothing for you to fear because every encounter you are equipped by God to stand strong and dominate and keep moving forward. If you believe it, say amen. amen. It's not the hour of the church to fall away. The Bible talks about a great falling away. But what I want to point to you is this. This is thousands of years ago that Paul wrote to them and said, Look, forget the people that tell you we're in the midst of tribulation right now. It's not yet come. Well, if Paul wrote that, then it must have been very bad at that time. Think about that. It must have been so bad that he had to write and say, we're not actually in the tribulation as of yet. I know it looks bad, but we're not yet there. And I want to encourage you. I know it looks bad in the natural, but we are not at the end yet. Because this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the nations of the world. And multitudes upon multitudes will come into the kingdom. And God will come back to a glorious bride without spot and blemish. Amen. It's the greatest hour for the church right now. It is the most victorious moment you will ever have in your life. It's going to get sweeter. Amen? Amen? Jesus even said in Matthew 24... At the end of uh, around verse 14, he said, The good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it, and then the end will come. So what I think is happening is God is raising up an army right now. And I'm just going to say what I feel because the Lord is, I remember years ago, I had this crazy dream. I was in Washington, D, or not Washington, D.C., Washington State. 
And in this dream, I'm like walking down the streets of like, look like an Asian city, like Japan or China. I didn't know. I, I don't speak any of those Asian dialects, but I'm looking at everything and, and I could feel anxiety on people. Like people were agitated and I could see the, t the news reporters reporting new wars and rumors of wars. I remember even in English, the flash of wars and it said wars, rumors of wars. And people were losing their cool. They were being terrified in the midst of this stream. And it just started, got it, hyper, hyper fear started coming on people. And the next thing I know, people are going to line up down the streets of this city. And there was tables that they pulled out. And people were coming forward and, and they were asking the people, do you sign and pledge over everything you own? Do you reject Jesus Christ? And they were writing, yes, yes, yes. All in the hopes of being able to get on some boat that's going to save them. And this is just a dream I had. And I woke up. And the Spirit of God said to me, Caleb, preach not about nor talk about the next season to come because we are in the final season. And just as in the natural season changes, things that you did in the previous season will not be carried over into this new season. Things you once wore, you will not wear in this new season. And then I woke up right, by, right, right sitting there in the Spirit of God all over me, buzzing with the anointing. And I realized what God is saying is things are changing, okay? Things are changing in the body of Christ. It used to be centered around one man that would have a tent and he would have a great crowd. But this last move of God is not about big, big name preachers. It is literally about an army of God so equipped with the anointing and the Holy Ghost that the devil does not know where to guard against because you are the one wreaking havoc on his kingdom. It's not an event he can try and shut down. It's not a preacher he can try and target. It's a group of people sold out, young and old, full of power, full of the anointing, breaking the back of the enemy everywhere you go. We're right in this too. It's getting so holy what's happening in the churches, the ones that are sold out. There's an equipping coming from God. And let me tell you, I want to awaken you a hunger. You might have had an encounter with God in your life, but there's something so precious being released to people right now that are willing to press past the veil and press past everything and go after Jesus more passionately than you've ever done before. God is meeting you at that place. And supernatural things are happening. Guys, it's getting good. And it's going to get gooder. Amen. Say, so is that a word? It works, Judgy McJudgerson. Sometimes you've got to make up words. Amen. But the Bible says in Matthew 24, it begins by telling you that the last days, they said, when will the end come? He said, don't let anybody deceive you. The marker of the end is deception. There is a heavy deception on people right now. People are blinded to what is going on. And the only power that can break deception is actually the love of God. I asked the Lord one time, I was dealing with someone so deceived, they believed the lie of hell. I asked God, how do you get them free? Because when you begin to believe the lie of hell, you adopt it as your nature and it can't be cast out. Right. And the Lord said, the only thing that breaks deception off of people is the love of God. Let me encourage you with that. You will be full of love. You will love radically right now. You will love passionately. You will not be a person that gets wrapped up in fights or lets the world tell you who you are. You have a love on the inside of you. It is what motivates you. It is a pure motive. And that love is why 
we're standing here right now. A love for God and a love for people. And if you let that love flow through you, God will do supernatural things through you. Amen? Amen. The key to the anointing is love. Jesus was full of compassion, so he healed everyone. It's like before that, we thought it's authoritative voice. It's suits and ties. It's oil that has been, you know, come from olives and Israel and stamped out. We make up all these things. It's leotards and flags. It's shofars and this. Bro, it's love. Get love and get power. And if you don't love people, if you struggle with loving people, you need to meet Jesus. If, you, if people can push your buttons, because the enemy knows how to push people's buttons. If you let him push your buttons and you respond in anger and you're upset and you get in this, look at social media right now. People having full-on knockout, drag-out fights over this stuff. Stop it. It's not helping anything. You've got to carry an anointing in your life and let the world see the love of God flow through you. That's the power that is going to shake things loose in this generation. The more the enemy tries to stir hate, the more the church is going to bring a supernatural love that did not originate from us and it can't be taken from us because it's given from the Holy Ghost. Amen? It's our greatest hour. And it is the hour of the gospel to be preached like never before. Come on, I'm talking about good old rugged cross sermons. I'm talking about Holy Ghost encounters. I'm talking about sawdust floors and tents and megaphones preaching. We're talking, it is the hour the gospel is going to be preached like we have never seen it preached before. We are hitting a level where gospel preachers are going to rise up all across this nation. God is sending a web of soldiers loose and the gospel is going to resound one more time. You believe it? Say amen. amen. The gospel's awesome. We are not ashamed of the gospel. Amen? amen. Who is grateful that you heard the gospel? Who's grateful that someone had some courage to tell you about Jesus and you responded and your life has radically been changed? Come on. Listen, the more the world gets crazy, the more the gospel is the answer right now. The more the world injects fear and the enemy tries to put all this hate, the more God is going to let loose a supernatural church that has the power to break the back of every lie of hell. I'm telling you, we are on the cusp of great signs and wonders. I mean, have you ever studied some of the revivals of the past? Bro, thousands would come, they'd pour in, hours. Listen, we haven't seen anything yet. So many people are going to get saved in America this year that the churches cannot hold them. Do you believe it? I'm telling you, I believe it. I, I'm like, it's like I'm here seeing it. There's a draw on people's hearts right now. It's like the Lord. Just like I read, there's been a sifting of the church. Some of the church fell off. Let me tell you, don't write them off. Don't write off every man of God that buckled right now. Some of them have had encounters with God and the Holy Spirit's going to deal with them. And you're going to see guys coming back on fire that had lost the fire. And great things are going to break loose across this nation. Do you believe it? I'm telling you, we got to understand that our God does not plan small. He plans big. And you're a part of that plan. Amen? All right. Mark 16. Everybody knows this, but I want to read it to start going. I'm about to start preaching. We'll see what happens. It says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. 
Everyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Our only job is to preach the gospel. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. Come on, when's the last time you cast out a demon? Last week, earlier today, <laughs> well, my boyfriend, he was, me and we had, yeah, he needed one out. Let me tell you something. The church shies away from the spiritual power we've been given, and we try and counsel people right now. There's supernatural authority in the church. We're called to cast the devil out, amen? Cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. Shakorobabata. They will handle snakes with safety. Ushers, go ahead and bring the snakes out now. We're ready for them. Let me tell you something. If you are ever in a church service and they actually bring snakes out, get out of the building. <laughs> okay, I believe it, but I'm not testing these things for you, for you to see I have great faith. My great faith is I will run out the door. And I will still be confident that the Lord has equipped me with supernatural power. Amen? I ain't no holding your stupid little pet snake. I actually, the crazy... <laughs> I actually read an article the other day. I couldn't even believe it. Of a t I'm from Tennessee, unfortunately, because this guy was from Tennessee. Then the senior pastor died from a snake bite. And so the new pastor had to get, he struggled to get, get insurance for the church. But now he's got insurance, but under the guise that only senior elders in the church can hold the very dangerous snakes now. Bro, people are weird. When you don't have the love of God on the inside of you, you just do stupid, weird stuff, and you call it power. Let me tell you, you don't need to handle snakes. You just need to be full of love and cast devils out and preach the gospel. Amen? Amen. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, amen, if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. This is so important. I tell people all the time. The only thing the Bible tells you you have to do is actually just lay hands on the sick and pray. And God is the healer. Amen? The more we're willing to do that, the more we will see supernatural miracles transpire. God is doing great things right now. Do you believe it? Say amen. amen. He was taken up into heaven. Now Jesus is taken up into heaven and sat down at the place of honor at God's right hand. All the disciples went everywhere and preached and the Lord worked through them confirming what they said by many miraculous signs many miraculous signs i think we are we're gonna see miracles guys that's gonna blow our mind right now it's gonna get so heavenly this year i'm telling you this year it's gonna get more heavenly than you could even imagine we're talking we're talking paralyzed people popping out of wheelchairs we're talking dead men walking. We're talking blind eyes popping open. We're talking supernatural miracles. We're talking paralyzed people running around church buildings. Amen. We're talking about supernatural things here. And it's going to happen greater and greater and greater. The more the enemy pushes, the greater God answers back with supernatural power. And you're a part of that. We're right in it right now. Signs and wonders are going to shake this nation. And they shake the nation. As the gospel is preached louder, stronger, and demonstrated more and more. Let me tell you four things about the gospel I want to tell you. Number one, the gospel is aggressive. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. 
The gospel is aggressive. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The, the gospel of God, the gospel of grace, the gospel of love is an aggressive message that breaks past the yokes of minds and pierces to people's hearts. It breaks off yokes and bondages and sets people free. That's why you, bound up in drugs, bound up in alcohol, screwing your life up, stumbled into one meeting and the gospel was preached and the next thing you knew, you're running to an altar, tears flying down your eyes because you found out that it is not fluff, it is not just a message we make up, that there is power in the gospel. It is aggressive to break every yoke of bondage on every single heart and mind. It's an aggressive message. The church was never meant to be a church that hides in the dark. She was always meant to be a church that pushes back against the darkness of this world with a voice of triumph to preach with power and demonstration. It was bad in Thessalonica. Paul had to tell him, bro, it ain't the tribulation yet. Let me awake the church. And if you're watching right now and you feel like the end is now, the end will come when it comes. But right now, we are in the hour of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That's where we're at. Prophetically speaking, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That is where we are. Mark it down. Read it in your Bible. We are standing in a prophetic time of the last days when God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And it's being released by the gospel. Come on, we don't need another revelation. We just need to preach the gospel. The Bible says, Mark 3, 27. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. You are the plunderer of dark places. You are the devil's worst nightmare. You are a child of God, blood-bought, anointed, set apart, infused with a flame that cannot be put out. You don't need to sleep because God will sustain you. You don't need to eat because you eat. You have meat that this world knows not of. Come on. Everything you read in the, God, in the Bible is available to you right now. We're living in a supernatural time. Bro, we're going to see people translated. Oh, I'm feeling it right now. It's in the Bible. We're going to see supernatural things. You're going to be here one night, and then you're going to be standing in Russia the next night, baby. Who's believing God for that? Especially right now with all the masks and the COVID vaccination. No, thank you. Lord, translate me to Hawaii. I'll lead 100 people to the Lord, and then I'm going to Waikiki. Come on, somebody. Wake up. I'm trying to stir you guys up. It's like you're sitting here like, yeah, maybe we'll see. No, you're going to see supernatural things. It's going to blow your mind. People are going to say that can't happen. And you're going to say it didn't happen once. It happened eight times. Because we serve a God of the miraculous. Jesus, it's so glorious what God is doing right now. There was a sifting. So many of us, we didn't give up. And because we didn't give up, God is saying, okay, 
you've been tried, you've been tested, you've been found pure. So I'm going to pour into you things you cannot even begin to imagine, where revelation comes from God, wisdom beyond years, power beyond your dreams, because you're pure. And it's happening right now. And it's heavenly. So preach the gospel. How do you preach the gospel? You tell someone who Jesus is. Who is Jesus to you? Come on, somebody. Oh, he's, he's, he's got eyes like fire. His voice sounds like the sound of many waters. And let it sounds like thunder and lightning. When he shows up, my skin stands up. My body tingles. My knees collapse. He's holy. He's just. He's mighty. He's strong. His whispers shake me to my core. His hugs infuse me with power. His word equips me. His spirit uplifts me. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the mightiest of the mighty and the biggest of the big. And he walks with me every step I take. And he'll walk with you too. All you got to do is say, Jesus, come in my heart. Compel the lost to come in. Compel the lost to come in. Compel them, church. It's the hour for the church to preach the uncompromised gospel. It's never been more relevant. And it's never been more needed. And it's never been more the plan than I feel it is now. For every lie of hell. God will release a voice of truth eight times more powerful. And that's you, and that's me, and that's why we're seeing it. I'm telling you, the gospel is moving forward. When we preach the gospel, we actually take back territory. We take back souls. We take back things the enemy thought he had. You're plundering hell and populating heaven. You are, you are literally costing the devil some problems. I tell you, anybody in here... You could, we could pass a microphone. You've lived through things that really hurt you. Think about it. You've been through all sorts of ups and downs. But let that be a fuel. Maybe you lost someone you loved this past year. Maybe you lost someone to suicide. Maybe the devil hit you where it hurt, bro. And you can either collapse under that or you can look at that pain and say, you know what? You touch me. You touch my family. You touch my friends. I'm coming after you. You have awoken in me a fire, and you ain't seen nothing yet. For everything you've done to me, I am going to ravage hell and populate heaven. Come on, stir it up. Push back. Move forward. Preach stronger. Lay hands on the sick. Cast out devils. Function under the unction of the Holy Ghost. I remember when I was in Bible school, I was driving down the road, and there was this like little carnival. I guess it was like a fundraiser carnival. And the Lord said, pull in there. So I pulled in there. I had to pay like $8 to go to this carnival. And I walk in there, and there's this woman in a wheelchair. And the Lord says, run up to her and pray for her. Bro, you want to talk about uncomfortable? Okay? I'm all alone. I'm in my work clothes from Moffitt Cancer Center, and I run up to this girl this lady, and that she's in a wheelchair, and I said, ma'am, this sounds weird, but I feel like Jesus sent me here because he wanted me to preach the gospel to you and tell you that he loves you, and he's going to heal you and get you out of this wheelchair. Do you want to get out of this wheelchair? And the lady looked at me, and she said, no. 
I was just talking with a friend of mine today about uh, he was praying with a lady. She has like, her back was constantly in pain. The Lord said, have her sit down. Her hip is out of place. She sits down. Her leg is like two inches short. He prays. Her bike pops. Her leg straightens out. Then she's like, my shoulder hurts. But the whole time she's blind in one of her eyes. So he's like, can I pray for anything else? Can I pray? Waiting for her to say the blind eye. And she never says it. And finally he gets to three miracles the Lord does. And he says, ma'am, can I ask you, can I pray for your eyes so that the Lord would heal your sight? She said, no, because if I get my sight back, I'll lose my disability. And I've got things made for me right now. Let me tell you, people are bound up and they have no hope. They don't even understand who Jesus is. They're looking at the things of this world as that's the supply. The power that we have in the church is that no matter where you drop us, it could be in the middle of a desert where water is not around. We can strike a rock and a lake that could feed a million people will spring up because we serve a God that is supernatural and everlasting. The woman said no. The son pleaded with her, get out of the wheelchair. He's going to pray with you. This guy is radical. She said no. She hardened her heart. She put her hands there. Her whole family gathers around. She had like seven people. I preached the gospel. They all received Jesus except for the woman in the wheelchair. I walked away and I was like, God, what was that about? Why did, why did you embarrass me? I mean, it was embarrassing. And the Lord said, because I wanted you to see that the reason why many people are, are sitting there bound up is because they choose not to hear the gospel. But if you would just preach the gospel, that I would still do miracles and signs and wonders for those around you because the whole family got saved. Let me tell you something. It has always been about souls. It's never been about bodies being healed. God heals people, but it's in order to get them saved. We're in a season where we've got to preach the gospel and see the harvest come in. And you're a part of that harvest. Do you believe it? Say amen. Matthew eleven eleven, the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. Listen, 2020, I shared this dream the other night. I'll share it briefly again in this dream where this thing wrestled this spirit. And it was more than a dream. It was very intense. And in that dream, you know, the spirit lied, said, I'm going to set this person free. It's all about deception. It was like a deception on the body of Christ and in the world right now. But as I fought the thing and I woke up, the Lord was telling me, it's the roaming spirit. The enemy tried his best to shut down the church. I mean, he pushed and he is still pushing. The reason why we're on night 301 in Tampa is because there are still churches that have not opened their doors because they are told that they cannot meet right now. Let that sink in. That's the world that we're in right now. That people, I remember when it first hit, I was eating in a restaurant and they were telling churches not, not to open and, and it's too dangerous. And I was sitting in a restaurant with a worldly waitress and I said, churches are not supposed to be open right now. And she says, what the bleep? She said, if there's ever a bleeping time for the church to be open, it's right bleeping now. At least the worldly people get it. I'm cracking up. I'm like, you get it. You understand. She's like, hell yeah. She's like, I don't currently go, but I feel like I should right now. (laughs) 
a, hell, a hellish attack. Well, you, you can't, you can open, but you can't sing or you can't lay hands. What are you even talking about? Bro, if, oh, if I was in California and I was told you can't meet and you can't sing, I would have been, bro, it would have got bad for me right, right then and there. I would have been like in a leotard just to make it funnier. <laughs> Lord, a dance up in there, jumping up and down, spitting on people. I don't want to. <laughs> Arrest me now. <laughs> but a hellish attack was released to shut down the church. And because of that, and I want you to understand this. I believe that God answered back with great power and demonstration. And that's what I want you to understand we're on the cusp of. That we are just being met by a God that has been awakened passionately to fight for His bride. God is moving in such supernatural ways right now. Think about it. If someone picked on your wife, men... If someone tried to attack your bride, you are not sitting back. You are coming with a vengeance. That is what's happening right now. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He is coming like a fiery tornado to the planet Earth with supernatural signs and wonders. And we're riding in the middle of it. And it's just like mind-blowing what's happening. God is taking people to places. He's giving them dreams and visions. He's equipping them. Things are popping so quickly right now that if you grab this, I promise you, a year from now, you would not recognize your life. Because there's an acceleration right now of supernatural things being released. And it's centered on the gospel being preached. Thank you, Jesus, for grace, mercy, for supernatural power. Number two about the gospel. The gospel is powerful. It is a powerful gospel. It is the most powerful thing a mouth could ever declare. It is more powerful than a locomotive, more intense than a nuclear bomb. When you preach the gospel, it explodes in the spiritual realm. Supernatural things take place. It breaks things off of people's minds. It heals bodies. It destroys fear. It pushes the enemy out. It is a supernatural gospel. If you preach it, Power is released. It's a powerful gospel. The Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. It's a powerful gospel. Tonight I feel like God is equipping people. Man, when I got saved, well not when I got saved, when I went in the ministry... I was like, the Lord had me listening and reading about George Whitfield. Have you ever studied George Whitfield? Powerful preacher. He was a little short guy. Now, when he gradu graduated seminary, the church didn't like him because he was too exuberant. In other words, he was too full of the Holy Ghost, basically. So they didn't give him a church. So he didn't know what to do. So he went to the street corner, or not the street corners, but the well, because at that time, everybody in life was centered on the well. And he would stand up on the wells in the cities and begin to preach the gospel. And people began to respond. Supernatural miracles happened. He winds up coming over to America. Benjamin Franklin knows George Whitfield. And it was said that that man could preach the gospel and 30,000 people could hear him before there was even sound systems. The Lord had given him such a powerful voice. 
as a little short man, he could stand on a rock and 30,000 people could hear him preach the gospel. And people would run forward and give their money and give their hearts to the Lord. It was the sparking of a great awakening. Guys, how long have we been saying the great awakening is coming? Well, let me tell you, it is here right now. It is happening right now. Supernatural things are happening. The army of the Lord is arising, and we're going in the land with more power than we've ever had before, preaching the gospel with signs and wonders. Lay hands on the sick, and bro, they're going to get healed. Amen? Amen. Cast out devils, and bro, it's going to get ugly. The gospel's powerful. Luke 9 says, One day Jesus called together his 12 disciples and he gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell people about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Luke 10, 9. Look, I've given you authority over the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, as a born-again believer, you can't kill me. You can only change my address, right? (laughs) So, I mean, do your worst. But everything you do to me just leads to something better. Either I destroy the enemy or I go to heaven. But either way, I'm winning. You cannot, I, I can't lose as a child of God. Are you with me? What was Charlie Sheen? What was it? By winning or whatever? We're by winning, baby. <laughs> you remember that weirdo? Okay. Hashtag winning. Okay. Romans 1.16. I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work and saves everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Christ destroyed every enemy of man. And you carry that same authority with the gospel. All you have to do is tell someone about Jesus. All we have to do is continue to just tell the world, look, it's getting crazy, but I have a solution. His name is Jesus. Open your heart to him. Give him everything. Find out just how much he loves you and how much he cares. Find out that everything in your life that you have struggled with, that you've been bound up with, he can drive it out in a single second. He can break the yoke of addiction. He can destroy poverty and lack. He can break the back of fear, doubts, all sorts of anxiety, everything is beaten by the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you would open your heart to him, you will discover that everything you need is found in Jesus. You standing here tonight, I'm telling you that there is more in the realms of God for you to tap a hold of. That salvation is not the end of the story. It is just the beginning of your walk. It is like the wedding day of the wedding with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It began something in your life. But now you have the great joy of discovering who he is every single day of your life. As Paul said, I forget the past. I'm pressed forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, I forget everything in the past. 
and I go after Christ Jesus, my hope is that I would truly come to know him. Knowing God is priceless right now. It is the greatest gift you will ever have. Listen, maybe you've gone through tough times, but it doesn't matter what you've gone through up till now. You will not stay in a place of brokenness. You will not stay in a place of lack. You will not stay in a place of fears and doubts. You will not stay in a place of cycles that you cannot break. You are stepping into true freedom because that is what Christ has purchased for you. And all it takes is a surrender of your heart and say, Jesus, here I am. The Bible says he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Jesus died on the cross so that you would truly be free right now in 2021. He died so that you could live a life of victory. He died so that you could live a life of freedom. He died to equip you to stand against everything that could be thrown against you and not break and not fall down. It's the gospel. It's precious. It's holy. It's wonderful. It can be preached from a 12-year-old and have the power to change the hearts of men. It can be preached from a 99-year-old and have authority to sever yokes of bondage off people. It strengthens the body that as a preacher would preach it. Not only does it heal through you, it heals you as you declare it. Because Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Through it we go from faith to faith that the more you share, the more it awakens on the inside of you the reality of the kingdom of God. I'm not of this world. I'm of another kingdom entirely. I'm not American first. I'm heaven first, baby. All the way, I belong to Jesus Christ. He has made a way for me. You weren't there the day he broke all the addictions off my life. You weren't there the day he saved me from death. You weren't there the day he healed through me. There is something so pure of what Christ does for his people that it's supposed to get personal to you. It's not a corporate gospel. It's an individual gospel where everything that you read in the word springs to life on the inside of you because he loves you. News flash. If it was only you that he could save on that cross, he would have chosen to do it. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What was that joy? That joy was you and I. I'm telling you, church, the love of God is so real, so potent, so strong, so mighty, so deep, so wide, so high, so lofty, that it is worth a lifetime to explore. You'll never exhaust this love. And I'm here to tell you right now, if you've gone through a life where you felt rejected, You felt like everything was pushed against you. You were growing up abused and you've asked yourself, why did I go through that? Why did I have to endure that pain? Why is my family turning their back on me? Why are my friends calling me crazy? Why am I standing? Why is the world the way it is? It doesn't matter what you've gone through when you meet the one that makes all things new. And then you get to this place where you find out there is nothing in this world that he does not have the power to heal. He doesn't just heal bodies. He heals minds and he heals hearts. He goes where the hand of man cannot go. He can fix what Xanax and Percocets cannot fix. He can put things right on the inside of you. He can take a quiet person that's felt alone and fill them with a love so strong and so powerful that they feel a confidence to share it everywhere they go. 
God will take the most written off story and turn it into a story of supernatural equipping. God can take broken people, make them whole, and set them loose on a world, and they can turn the world upside down. What does the army of the Lord look like? It looks like you. It looks like me. It looks like a myriad of shapes, colors, sizes, voices, ages, because God is not a respecter of persons. Everybody under the sound of my voice, those watching right now, those on the field right now, rise up and realize that the God of gods and the King of kings has called you from before the foundation of the world, that he has handpicked you, that he gave everything to win a relationship with you. That's the gospel. The gospel is that he would kick down every wall, that he would move every mountain, that everything that could stand between you and him, he gave the price and the effort to move it out of the way so that you could see the love that you were meant to be loved by. And oh, what happened when you said yes to Jesus? You realize very quickly, I'm not just saying a prayer out loud. I have opened the heart's my heart, the ancient gates of my heart, and the King of Glory has entered in. Some of you here right now, things that you've lived in your past are like a movie that you've watched, but you didn't live because He removed that nature from you. You're no longer the same person. You're not the same idiot that did those things. Thank God He set me free. He set you free, and He will set people free through you it is the hour of the church to preach the gospel ladies and gentlemen it is time to love fearlessly and fiercely it is time to preach unashamedly it is a time to say Jesus gave everything for me and I will give everything for him he has loved me better than anybody's ever loved me and he's given me more than anything in this world could ever give me Jesus is here right now. You can close your eyes. Let the King of Glory just begin to touch you. Father, we thank you for the mantles that you've been dispersing on this generation. Oh, I want you to grab a hold of this right now. When God plans, God plans big. He releases supernatural things. There's things being released to the body of Christ. Years ago, when I was just a little young buck in school here, I remember Dr. Rodney sharing a testimony when the joy broke out in upstate New York and the power of God was falling and people began to mock him. They began to call him the, 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 the Holy Ghost bartender, the laughing evangelist. And he said to the Lord, I don't want to be known as the laughing evangelist. So he went into a meeting and there was nothing happening. It was deader than dead. And he asked the Lord, what are you doing? And God said, you told me you didn't want this. And he said, I repented. He said he repented in that moment. And the glory of God fell and people began to laugh and the joy fell in the place. And as I heard that, as a 20-year-old student, a revelation sparked in my spirit that God has been pouring things out for people to carry. But some people, some people were ashamed to carry what God wanted to give them. And if he took it from them, he's looking to give it to somebody else. And I felt faith arise in me. I said, that's my green light, God. If you want to do something in my generation, I am not ashamed. You give me whatever you want to give me. 
You give me a drop of the anointing and I'll turn it into an ocean. I'll never stop preaching. I'll never stop running. I'll never stop going. You're my everything, my all in all, the only one. I gave it all up for you, God. And I'm not about to turn back from you now. Oh, there was a sifting all right this past year. But you stood strong, baby. You had phone calls where people mocked you. They said you're crazy and you've lost your ever-loving mind. You had people reach out to you to tell you you don't love and you're a hater and you're, you don't care about people. But in the inside of you, there was something from God that you couldn't let go of. You couldn't let go of it. You held on to him. And because you held on to the one that matters, heaven is releasing something upon you. Jesus. Oh, the gospel, the gospel, it is not mere words. It is not poetry. Psalm 91 is not a poem. It's the reality of your life. A thousand can fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it ain't coming near you. It's real. It's real, church. Oh, there's a real darkness. There's a real sickness. There's a real hell released. But there's a real heaven that is greater still. Oh, and we have not even seen half of it. Eye is not seen. Ear is not heard. Even half of what God has in store for those that love Him. Oh, my, 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 basata. Yeah, I was preaching years ago in Alaska. A young lady, eight, eight, 19 years old. Power of God came on her so strong she went into a trance. Hours went by. She didn't move. She didn't blink. Just sat there motionless. Didn't move. Had a brain tumor. They'd gone through chemo, all sorts of stuff. Slipped into the back of the meeting and suddenly she was caught up into the heavenly realm. Well into the early hours of the morning. One, two o'clock in the morning. She comes to. She begins to laugh and just laugh with joy uncontrollable joy her mom's laughing they pour out of the church building rolling in the snow in the and just laughing 1 30 in the morning the tumor in her brain totally gone Hallelujah. all the side effects totally gone because Jesus is a healer all oh, Paul said there's places in the heavens think about this man everything you read about the end times you read about the spirit of Antichrist. It came from two people, John and Paul, because both of them had a heavenly encounter where they were taken up into the glory realm and they saw things unlawful for man to even speak. They had revelation from God. You've been sitting here right now. Some of you have been saying, God, I want to see you. I want to know you. My, my, my heart cry is not a great ministry. It's not a great name. It's not even great wealth. My heart cry is to know you. I want to know you, Jesus. I want to be with you, Jesus. You're all that I could ever want. You're everything. My heart is all yours, Jesus. Everything I am is yours. I would lay it at your feet every day. I long for the day that I can cast my crowns at your feet and cry out, holy, 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 beside that glassy sea. One day it's you and me, Jesus. But until that day, I'll preach for you. I'll run for you. I'll pray for you. 
I'll sing for you. I'll do everything you've asked of me to do. I'll carry this gospel. For this gospel is life. This gospel is freedom. This gospel is everything to this world. If they would just hear. But how can they hear? The gospel is a vocal gospel. It's not something we just demonstrate. It's something we must preach. It's something that you've got to lend your mouth to. And say, God, I'll give you my mouth. If you would, if you would speak through me, God. I'll give you my mouth. I'll give you my hands. I'll give you my feet. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. I feel it in my bones. The day is on America right now when we will see fields of people, tens of thousands, just like they've seen overseas. It's in America right now. There is a pooling from Christ. The Word says, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Church, we lift up Jesus. We exalt Him. We're not ashamed of His presence. We'll pray in tongues. We'll lay on our face. We'll sing songs. We'll pray all night long. We are not ashamed of the one that has given all. We're not ashamed. He's changed us and made us new. My old life is dead and gone. That man is buried in a grave. And a new man has been made. A man that has the highest of privileges to be called a temple of God. Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Because a building crafted in gold and diamonds on this earth, God says, is not good enough for my spirit. But your temple that I crafted myself and formed from the dust, that is the temple that I will choose. That's the place that I will live. I will not live in tents or tabernacles. I will live in a tabernacle that I have made. I will live in a body that I resurrect with power every day. I will give a supernatural lending to that voice. That it would be a voice that pierced to the hearts of men. Drive out wicked things. and Break off deception and set people free. It would be a voice of healing. It would be a voice of life. Life abundance. Life abundance. Oh, it's so real, church. It's so real, church. It's getting so thick on this field. Clouds of His glory are coming. Clouds of His glory. My God, my God. The Holy One of Israel. <laughs> Jesus, the exalted, the anointed King. Your throne is everlasting. Your word is piercing. Your eyes are full of love. You carry grace. But this is not a grace to excuse what we do. It's a grace that infuses us to do what we were made to do. When we worship, creatures made of dust with lent breath from you, God, when we take that breath and we give it back to you in worship, something happens. You come in. You ride on the praises of your people. And when you swoop in, everything changes. Everything.
everything changes. Everything changes. Father, what an honor to be known by you. We don't need a name amongst men. We have a name written in the Lamb's book of life. That you wrote there. You wrote it there. You know me, God. Search me, oh God. Search my heart, the psalmist said. Search my heart, oh God. To know you is priceless. To be with you is everything. He's holy, he's holy. So what is this gospel? Is it a shouting message that people made up for offerings? No, my friend. It's a life-changing word of life. And if you would hear it and you would let it in, you would never be the same again. That here on earth you could experience the heaven that you were made for. Hell was never made for you. It was made to imprison the liar, the accuser of the brethren. Heaven was made for you. For Jesus said, I'm going now. But it's good that I go. Because when I go, I will give you another comforter. But I go to prepare a place for you. And in my Father's house, there is many mansions. Were it not so, I would not tell you these things. Jesus is not a man that he should lie. He wasn't half man, half God. He was all God. God in the fullness. For in the beginning was the Word. That was Jesus. But the Word was made flesh. It dwelt among us. It walked among us. Jesus is holy. So what have I believed? You believe the only message that matters. The message of the soon coming King. And when he gave a tug, he said, I forget what everybody else has said. And I'm choosing to follow a voice unlike any other voice I've ever heard. For when he speaks, I don't feel alone and I don't feel condemned. I feel loved. I feel cared for. I feel like he's standing right in front of me. And that is because he is. His arms stretch wide. The gospel is the power of God. There is no power greater than his power. There has never been any power that could contest the power of our God. The cross was not a fight between God and the devil. Jesus didn't need a win because he was never actually challenged. He was always resolute. He was always steadfast. He was always the authority. He had always won. The cross was a fight for you. Where Jesus said, you can't win it on your own. But I will win it for you. What type of God do we serve? One that says, I will pay the price if you would just believe. Why would you not believe that he loves you? When he has given everything for you. That's why I said the gospel, it's about love. 
It's the greatest love message. It's one that counted the cost and paid the cost just for you. Jesus, he loves us. He loves his people. My gosh, I don't know what's happening here tonight. But I feel Jesus so close. I feel like he's here to hug you. To tell you it's going to be okay. Don't worry, don't fret. For I have made a way where there was no way. Even now I'm making the crooked path straight. Even now in the darkest of places I'm shining my light. The Lord says unto you tonight, look up, look up, look up. Be expecting to see these things. For people that the world has thought were far gone are going to find my love. Some of the voices that the enemy has used, I'm going to turn around in this hour. For they're going to carry with them a voice of triumph. For they are coming into my kingdom. For I have claimed them. I've placed my hand upon them. And I'm drawing them in. This is an hour of the great exchange. The Lamb of God was the ram caught in the thicket. That everything you've ever lacked, He has never lacked. That anything you fall short of, He does not fall short of. There is not a depletion of his kingdom. There is not a weakening of his kingdom. There is only an increase of his glory and his presence. And it's getting stronger and it's stronger. For just as the coming of the Lord comes quicker to us and sooner to us, so is his presence coming stronger upon the bride. Oh, Jesus, every area of your life you have fallen short in. Some of you here carry shame. For he's given you things to do that you didn't do. I'm here to tell you today his eyes are looking upon you as one that loves you. Yeah, you messed up. But that's wiped away now. His arms are stretched wide. He says, come to me again. See if I will not give you more. See if I will not pour out fresh oil upon you. I'll massage it in like the good Samaritan did. The new wine and the oil to mend you back together. Father, you're holy. You're holy. Your word is truth. We thank you for the gospel. Thank you for grace. Thank you that we have come to know you. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.